for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. With me as always, my esteemed co-host, Jedi Master Kirk. Hello, hello. I love it. Love the lightsaber. Love the vibes. Just emitting immaculate vibes right now, Kirk. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And you are? I'm your other co-host, Padawan Cam. Can you I don't take have my, my stripes yet. Through the screen, I can just, see it. Just uh, grab it like like Willy Wonka, uh, Wonka Vision. <laughs> I was gonna say, I noticed you're grabbing the blade there, which seems like a seems like yeah. a hazardous choice. Like I'm an evolved choice. Jedi. I uh, I can grab my lightsaber for extra battle defense moves. Love it, love it. Uh, that's pretty cool. That would be a pretty cool power. Maybe they can build that into uh, the sequels and. The real reason that we're here tonight and, and talking about Star Wars, uh, you know, on a Monday, date of recording is a Monday, is that, as you may have heard, the Star Wars Celebration, which is the biggest Star Wars event, sort of like a Star Wars-specific convention or, or get-together, uh, just wrapped up, and with it came tons of huge Star Wars-related stories, um, which really kind of scooped up all the attention uh, this past week in terms of movie and television news. I felt like everywhere I looked, it was Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Super Mario, Star Wars, Super Mario, you know? Um, But in terms of, like, actual news about new projects and new movies, new television shows, casting news, the kinds of things that we discuss on what's popping, it was all Star Wars, Kirk. Yeah, I feel like last week we had so much information across the board, and the power of Star Wars is still here. Haters, hate culture or not, like it's all still here because as soon as they drop that news, the rest of the air got sucked from the universe and people have just been talking about this. I love that point because I feel like for as long as I have been alive, the vast majority of Star Wars chatter that has existed in the zeitgeist has been like kind of overwhelmingly negative. Like whenever I was a kid, it was the prequels. And even though I was sort of oblivious to this, um, you know, I thought this was preposterous when I was little. Uh, I still heard lots of people say, oh, the, you know, the prequels, they're no good. They're terrible. And then it uh, was the same thing with the sequels. You know, we had Force, Force Awakens, even though Force Awakens was critically acclaimed and loved by many, there was a huge chapter of people who were saying, well, this is just a remake of A New Hope. And then, oh my gosh, when The Last Jedi came out and Solo came out. So I feel like, you know, to your point, all this chatter that's negative, and yet when Star Wars has news, it is everywhere. It is so huge. And so that just tells me that some of that has to be fabricated. Some of this Star Wars hate has to be fabricated because – you know, it's either that or I guess people are hate watching it, which I mean, you have to be kind of a psychopath to hate watch for like 20 plus years at this point. That's right. That's right. I think that, I mean, really Twitter ruined everything and everyone because it just gave too many people uh, a direct <laughs> line uh, to voice their opinion publicly. <laughs> and maybe we should charge, maybe Twitter should charge to post everything like it's $1 per post. If you want to say your opinion, I think that would cut down on a lot of garbage out there. There is an enormous, there's an enormous groupthink component that has come, you know, that has come from Twitter and Reddit and things like that, where, you know, nowadays 
people don't want to not have an opinion. It's scary to not have an opinion. It makes you feel uneducated. It makes you feel left out. And so I think that a lot of times when people have not yet formed their opinion, uh, they're quick to cling on to whatever, you know, whoever's, whoever's yelling the loudest at the time. And a lot of times when that happens, it's, it's the negative, you know, the negative Nancy's, the naysayers of the group. And those, those people's are, opinions are circulating because they're just putting them out there. And so I think, you know, a lot of like, you think about like how these huge um, fandom cults start, like, the crazy negative people on star Wars and yeah. um, the Snyder, the Snyder cult people who are like super crazy and hate anything that Marvel does and hate anything that DC does. That's not Zack Snyder related. I think a lot of it's because of that. The I know. Snyder people are listening. They are. They're going to come after us. But seriously, I think there's just like people feel the need to fill the empty, the, to fill the silence with, with an opinion. And if they don't have one of their own, they're just going to cling on to one that's popular. I feel like there was a ton of that with the sequels. Um, but we'll get into that. We'll talk about the sequels a little bit. We'll talk about really all things Star Wars, but in particular, these new Star Wars projects, all of which were announced by Lucasfilm. Um, you know, Kathleen Kennedy sort of doing her best Kevin Feige impression. And, you know, Lucasfilm, <laughs> Lucasfilm is really kind of walking in the shadow of how Marvel has done these things for years and, and figuring out how to, how to make a show out of it. So um, kudos to them. But let's, let's pop it up and let's get into some new Star Wars news, Kirk, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> you have so many props today. <laughs> I, don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm acting like this is a new thing. This is constant. This you know, just my my son's Millennium Falcon, <laughs> the toy that I wish I had. I know this man. is a, this is actually just a PSA for my mom and dad that I wish I would have had an incredible Millennium <laughs> Falcon just like this. this. Is just a roast of your parents right now. It yeah. was only thirty dollars, mom and dad. It was not bad. At all. <laughs> yeah, that's not the Lego like zillion pieces, six hundred dollar whatever. That's just right. a it's just a regular old Millennium Falcon. I get it. I'm asking for one one lawn mowing. I charged a lot. <laughs> the toys are a lot cooler now than they used to be, dude. Like they, I'm so jealous of my kids' toys. Like, <laughs> sounds so wrong to say, but I'm, I'm like, man, I didn't have anything like this whenever I was little. I'm so bummed, but yet I'm so happy for them. Jackie reaches over and doesn't feel your body in the bed, and she yeah. creeps down to the basement and flips the lights on, and you're playing with all. I'm tinkering all with of the little toys. Star Wars figurines. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, not not uncommon. Uh, but let's, let's talk about star Wars. Let's talk about the star Wars celebration. Um, the big news Kirk from this event really is that after years of leaks and news stories and sleight of hand and gaslighting and chaos, (laughs) star Wars is returning to the movies. Star Wars is returning to the movies. And I feel like I can't even say that. And, and know that it will be true. But Kathleen Kennedy, the president of, of Lucasfilm, has assured us that Star Wars is returning to the movie and to the movies, and they have three confirmed films in the works right now being built for theatrical release. Okay? Three whole films, Kirk. That's a lot. Can you believe it? Um, That's a lot. And they don't seem they're not are they a trilogy? No. A trilogy. They're not a trilogy. They're not they are not related to each other in that they take place in different eras. So here's what we've got going on. I'm going to tee these up and then we're going to kind of go through them one-on-one generally looking for 
overall thoughts. What do you think about the idea, the concept of this project? Do you think it works? Do you think it's a good idea, bad idea, whatever? You know, that's kind of what we're going for here. So number one, uh, perhaps the least surprising of the stories is that Dave Filoni will be directing a Star Wars film. Um, I think the real way to look at Dave Filoni these days, I mean, this is the guy who was behind Clone Wars. He was behind uh, many of the animated shows that went on, Clone Wars, Rebels, and now the Mandoverse with with John Favreau and, uh, you know, anything new that has come out from Star Wars that has not been George Lucas driven has been Dave Filoni driven. So the real way to think about him is he is Lucas by proxy. You know, he is the new architect of the Star Wars universe. So not surprising that he's getting a movie. The movie that he's getting is described as the culmination of everything that's happening in the Mandoverse. So those would be the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. What now are your thoughts on that? Oh. As a film culminating the whole story of the Mandoverse and possibly as a finale for it, because we know that the Mandalorian will be coming to an end soon. Um, How do you think of that as a concept? How does that work? Well, the first question I have is, did you coin Mandoverse? Did you do it? No, I no, of course not. I'm not that creative, but I've, I've heard people I've seen, I I shouldn't say heard. I've, I've read people using the term Mandoverse. And as much as I kind of hate it, I also kind of love it. I wish I'm just going to say you created it and we're just going to push that lie into the <laughs> that's, internet. It's not true, but yeah, sure. I, created uh, you heard, you heard it here. Uh, Cam wigs, popcorn <laughs> for breakfast created and coined the term Mandiverse. It is truth. Now uh, I, I like this because we've already got a sense of them overlapping. I loved the surprise of Mando flying in into book of Boba Fett. And I think that, that's a good way to tie this all together. Uh, Ahsoka's coming out soon. We've got this. We've got um, all these like, the, the, the digital shorts and and the, uh, and the more more um oh, what do you call it? the Bad Batch? I'm sure it's all going to come full circle. All those characters I think are going to merge into whatever this film looks like. So I feel like that's great. I, I'm excited about this one. That doesn't it doesn't scare me. I should say that because we've already got a taste of it in the past couple of years. Yeah, I think overall. Thrilled that Dave Filoni is getting a a feature film to direct. I think, you know, I I can do nothing but tip my giant, hilarious Western cowboy hat um, in his direction because that's what he wears all the time. Um, Because (laughs) I I really do think he's done phenomenal work with the characters and with the world. And I think he's, he is a lover of it. You know, he's not somebody who's opportunistic, who's trying to take advantage of it. He loves this crap, like more than anybody and wants to make it good. You know, he really wants it to be as good as it can be. And I think that he's shown that. So I have the utmost faith in his ability to shepherd a feature film around the Mandalorian character and the associated characters. I'm glad you brought up Ahsoka because that one totally escaped my mind, but you're right. That totally fits in right with it. You know, that series will, will tie into the Mandoverse as well. But I have a little bit of pause with the, with the concept of like a film that is the finale of the Mandoverse, if that's what it ends up being just because we don't have many, many successful examples of something like that working, you know, like a group of television series that built up to a feature film theatrical release. Like a film that's a theatrical release film 
sort of has to stand alone in some way. Sure, there's sequels and spinoffs and, and things that tie to each other and crossovers and what have you. Absolutely. But the idea that this film would be released to theaters and the prerequisite for having seen it would be three seasons of The Mandalorian, a season of Book of Boba Fett, and perhaps all of Ahsoka. You know, that is a strange thought. And the only real thing I could compare it to is when they did that with the Clone Wars and had a Clone Wars film in theaters that was awful. Um, <laughs> but that's perhaps not a fair comparison because it was an animated film. It was targeted towards kids. It was a different era, what have you. So I, I, I am a little bit nervous about that one, but... I can also talk myself into being really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars Endgame, but TV to film <laughs> is what this yeah. looks like. Yeah, and it's just like, it's so weird to have, you know, I mean, Marvel is a generally, the way that Marvel has done it is is they were the first to ever do it, you know, to have really have a connected universe on that scale. So it's just hard to think about other people doing things similarly on a somewhat smaller scale. Um, you know, like with Star Wars, all these characters are separated by massive time spans. You know, like yes. what ha- what's happening in The Mandalorian is happening right after Return of the Jedi. You've got Andor, which is brilliant, and is coming up on a second season, and that's right after, um, you know, that's before A New Hope and before Rogue One, but after... Uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then you've got the sequels and then the sequel to the sequels, which we're going to talk about in a second. And so it's just like, it's hard. It's sometimes hard to understand how all this connects and doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I should be excited for this project. I just am a little bit, a little bit nervous about it. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I feel like I'm, I'm jumping like head first into this and I'm going to be in the hospital quickly. And you are behind me, <laughs> grabbing me, <laughs> helping me not like splatter my head against the, the bottom of the pool. And you're like, I'll come in, but dude, like, hold on, man. Hold on. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to fall. I'm going to, I'm going to try not to dive head first. I'm going to cannonball instead. Um, give me a little bit more time to recover and soak you uh, in, uh, in, in doing so. I'll Ahsoka you, if you will. <laughs> and then and then I'll, I'll let you join, and then you can wade in the water with me. How, yeah. about, how about some more water puns tonight, Wow, I mean, Cam? that was like such a layered metaphor, but and yet it was so so great. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Which gives us the chance to uh, wade a little bit deeper into the pool, Kirk, oh. and, and talk about our second project, which this is one I will just kick off by saying I'm super stoked about it. Um, James Mangold, one of the, in my opinion, best directors we have going right now. This guy directed Logan, which is maybe one of the top five comic book movies of all time, directed Ford versus Ferrari, a best picture nominee. He's directed tons of stuff. He's directing Indiana Jones five, very, very capable director. He is getting his own um, feature film with in the star Wars universe that is being, Described as a biblical epic, you know, a, a biblical sort of dawn of the Jedi. That's the that's the area, like the region of the timeline that it fits into and will be about the origins of the Jedi Order, the very first Jedi, the very first people to ever figure out that they could manipulate the Force and perhaps create lightsabers and do all these things. Um, so it's kind of like you know, Lord of the Rings fans like the Silmarillion or, or you know, the, a prequel that sets up the beginning of all of this uh, to be shepherded along by an extremely capable director 
and James Mangold. And Kirk, I'm stoked about this, but I want to know how you feel. I am elated to hear that this is happening. It it brings a lot of relief because of the toxic fandom. We've talked about how they want films without any ties to the Skywalker saga. Mm. Even with this, I still think it has to, you know, you have a beginning and you know where the end is going. So even with this, I mean, I could see someone very special, possibly popping. You can't see Ooh. him because my green screen is turning my green Yoda Yoda in yeah. the black space, but green like Yoda, uh, possibly appearing there as a young, a young man <laughs> because he's so old. That would be extremely fun. But I, I want this to be really just if it has like really incredible, incredibly grounded characters, then this itself could have six movies altogether because about the origins and what what was happening at that time and this could be very very fun yeah and i think i love all of that i I think it just gets me more excited just to hear other people talk about it but um it's all upside right i mean this is like you said new characters you know a new era um it's we're going back farther than we've ever gone right it has to be and we're getting into the lore the sort of like uh, you know, theological side of this, or or at least the spiritual side of being a Jedi and what that means. I mean, I feel like it's all upside. Like it, it, you're playing with house money a little bit and you just go out there and make the best thing that you can do. And with it being James Mangold, I know he's going to make it look awesome. So, I mean, that to me is like the one like a plus plus out of this whole weekend. Cause I just feel like that's a slam dunk. Yeah. What if uh, so? It's twenty five thousand years before the Star Wars: A New Hope, right? Is it? I don't know. I didn't. I, Is it? I, it might be. Maybe not. I no. I mean, I I am not as read up on all this stuff as I should be, to be honest. But yeah. um, if that's true, that's that's awesome. I think that would probably put it out of range for Yoda, since he was only like oh. a couple hundred years old. You know, Dang, or, or like Yoda. not a couple hundred years old, but you know, like. 800 years that's old that's true he's um, out of the picture then what if it's earth what if like 65 the movie 65 with adam driver what if uh the first jedi came from earth in like 2030 and they they accidentally uh had like a dupe avocado smoothie and it just um, <laughs> mutated their body oh my gosh okay i said it was all upside <laughs> if that is the plot that is downside that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that uh, the opening crawl for all of the mainline Star Wars movies says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, which basically <laughs> excludes that from being a possibility. So, Well, you know, what if that's where it started and they don't know who they're showing this film to. They that's just true. wanted to really make sure that's what it was. They think I, people I are like... seeing this in the year like 4,500. And so they're like, it's a long yes. time ago. Oh gosh, I really hope that's not what happens, but you know, and time is a circle. So it's, it could be, I don't know, but, um, I'm intrigued nonetheless. I'm you, you did, you know, pour a little bit of water on my sandwich there and and made it all (laughs) soggy and not as exciting, but (laughs) well, I'm going to power through and still be excited. I will be excited no matter how many terrible ideas you throw out for this movie, Kirk. I will have more to come. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can count on you for that. I know that. Um, okay, and then the last film, this is the one that was stealing headlines, and this is the one that I think is like, buckle up, <laughs> is 
this uh, new film. That it's hard to talk about any of these because they don't have titles, but a new film to be directed by Charmin Obeid Chinoy, which we have been hearing about for a while. Um, this was the film, I believe, that um, Damon Lindelof just exited as a as a create as a writer. Um, he was the one who um, wrote Watchmen and Lost and all of that stuff, but. Uh, this film will star Ray. It will star Daisy Ridley as Ray, um, as Jedi Master Ray. So after the events of the Rise of Skywalker, in other words, the farthest forward that we've ever gone, to contrast James James Mangold's film, and it will f- it will be about her rebuilding the Jedi Order from scratch and uh, eff- effectively kicking off a new era. So I don't know if this will be considered a sequel to the sequels or a spinoff from the sequels, but it kind of sounds like it would almost have to be a sequel to the sequels. Will they call it star Wars episode 10 Kirk? Oh my gosh. I they have to, right? She is Ray Skywalker. She declared it. She's the I main they, character now, right? Right. And I think you, you bring back John Boyega and you give him justice in this new trilogy <laughs> and yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot of good that can come from this. I'm down for that, Cam. I like it. Episode 10. You like it. You're you're in. You're in on it. I'm um, in on it. Okay. And would John if you brought back John Boyega, would he be a Jedi? I mean, we know that there was a lot of conversation in episode 9 and and this is some people's frustration with it. Um basically or really the whole sequel trilogy alluding to his force sensitivities and you know he picked up a lightsaber in episode 7 and there was a lot of talk about you know him being force sensitive you know basically implying that he could sense Rey's presence and things of that nature do you think he returns as one of the founding jedi of this new order i think so because what's fascinating about that connecting it with the the uh, the biblical Jedi story, uh, the OG that's coming out too, yeah. right? Would be that, who is the first one? How did they discover it? And how did mm. multiple people start coming out of the woodwork and just have these abilities? So then however they tie that in, however they show people becoming Jedi and, and or becoming in touch with the Force, then John Boyega could do the same thing since he's already Force-sensitive. So that would be really, really cool to, to watch that play out and to see both ends of this giant timeline uh, come together like that. Yeah. It's listen, this is ambitious galore. I think this is one where, you know, as we were going through the last few years, we kept hearing about a new Ryan Johnson trilogy, a Taika Waititi film, which apparently is still potentially happening. Um, Patty Jenkins' new Star Wars movie, XYZ's new Star Wars movie. We heard about all these different possible Star Wars movies yeah. and all these writers entering and exiting and like uh, projects and, and producers quitting and uh, like chaos at Lucasfilm. I think what it boils down to is the sequels were, you know, tough on Lucasfilm for a number of reasons. And part of that is that people... There's a huge contingent a contingent of people who did not like the final trajectory of the films. And so if you're Lucasfilm, they were stuck in this position of, we have invested a ton of time and energy and money, tons of money, into this new direction. And so it becomes the question of, do you double down or do you back down? 
And I didn't know which way they were going to go on this. And I don't blame them for doubling down. I think that that's, you know, the most cost-effective decision to make, perhaps. Um, But it's, you know, it's risky. Either way you go, if you decide to retcon and sort of decanonize the the sequels one way or the other that you know that's costly too because you've got rides at the major parks uh, at the at the Disney parks that are you know based on these films you've got all these toys and movies and whatever shows um but if you choose to double down and people hate it again then the long-term success of Star Wars as a product is hurt by it um so it's just it's an impossible decision. I I yeah. don't think they made the wrong one per se, but I do think it's very risky. Yeah, I do have one piece of news that I just found, Cam. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's good that you're sitting down for this because... Oh, no. Just prepare yourself because somehow Palpatine is back. And <laughs> Dude, I will... I, will... <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go there. <laughs> oh man! Somehow Palpatine returned. Poor Oscar <laughs> Isaac, man. They just really—it just like spun him around with a blindfold on and sent him straight into a pit of sharks. Like it was just horrible. Uh, yeah, that was—you know—I don't even know what to say about the sequels. It's so hard for me with the sequels, Kirk, because I loved The Force Awakens. And yeah. I loved The Last Jedi. I think both are great Star Wars films. I think it can be hard to see it can it it can feel like a like they're both a little bit disjointed, but I stand by that you could have made a ninth film that tied the sequel trilogy together really nicely and had a dominant sequel trilogy on your hands that many, many people liked. I thought this the hate for The Last Jedi was preposterous and way overblown. Mm-hmm. I think The Rise of Skywalker is the real culprit. Bringing back J.J. Abrams, rushing through that film, having him basically retcon the vast majority of The Last Jedi, making Rey a Palpatine instead of a nobody, that's where all the problems are for me. Episode 9. And, it, and it's funny because Episode 9 is like a decently entertaining Star Wars movie in a vacuum too. But its real sin is that it destroys what was set up by seven and eight, or really eight, mostly eight. eight um, yeah. It basically acts like eight didn't exist, and in doing so destroys the entire sequel trilogy. It does. It does. You're so right. I think that we should spend a lot of ad money and let people listen to this episode and uh, direct it immediately at, at all the haters and all the trolls. They'll probably find this anyways and like light us up, but I, I really want them to hear those words because they were very wise and they were very fair uh, and very objective of what, what happened with that, with the sequel trilogy. So the well, good news what is, they're going to find, what they're going to find, Kirk, is me giving a seven point five to Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, which is the score I regret more than anything now because I think <laughs> having, after I sat with it for a few days, with each passing day, I hated it more and more because I kept figuring out new ways that it undid what Ryan Johnson did in eight, and I was just 
disgusted. So I feel like my score would yeah. be like five or lower now, to be honest. Okay. Okay. We're going to have an episode one day where we just like shoot through a bunch of films where it's called retcon, we'll retcon our scores. <laughs> I love it. I, we, we need to, cause there's a few that I'm like, what were you thinking, dude? And that is one of them. <laughs> that is one of them. Alas, they're building on the sequels and Ray is back. And, and I just have to say, and I, I think you actually said this to me over the weekend, whenever this story broke, you were like, Daisy deserves this. I'm happy for Daisy Ridley. She deserves to continue on because she really was great. And there's a lot of like, frankly, just blatantly sexist stuff that was going on with the star Wars fandom. That was just totally unfair. And that was why it was so hard to take the star Wars sequel criticism. Like seriously, because it's like, okay, what portion of this is people actually having a thoughtful opinion? And what portion of this is people who are being blatantly sexist and stupid, um, acting like they've formed a thoughtful opinion. Um, and, and there was a lot of that going on, honestly. So I'm happy that Daisy Ridley gets another crack at it. I think she deserves it. She does. I feel like it will boost her confidence as a performer again. You know, she hasn't really had something since Star Wars that she's really felt comfortable in. Um, she's done a lot of projects and not a lot of them have been successful. And this we're getting a chance to return to it and with the new lens on it, I think it would be really exciting for her. I agree. I agree. So that's the three major projects that are coming out on the film side. I did mention just in passing while we were talking, uh, Kathleen Kennedy does say that the Taika Waititi star Wars movie is still out there and in the works. So that's something to be cognizant of. Uh, it's not like officially, working right now which is why they didn't announce it and have him out there but it is something that is still going to happen at some point so people who are wondering about that project you've got it a couple other quick project highlights is that uh one of the big things for big for big star wars fans people who loved rebels people who love the novels is that uh a, a fan favorite character uh villain grand admiral thrawn will appear in live action in the Ahsoka series. He is sort of the, you know, he is Ahsoka's big final boss, you know, and what's really cool is um, like they've done, you know, for Bo-Katan and a few of the other characters that were huge in the, um, the animated series, Lars Mikkelsen will be playing Thrawn in live action as he did in the animated um, Star Wars Rebels and the like. So that is just really cool overall. And and that's exciting. I know that there was a lot of footage that came out. Um, and, and I think actually a whole trailer too, for Ahsoka, um, which is very exciting. They had more details about skeleton crew, including a whole list of directors for that series. This is the, um, the series that John Watts is, is show running. So the, the director of the new Spider-Man trilogy and that director list looks something like, John Watts, uh, the Daniels, David Lowry, um, Jake Schreier, who is behind the new Thunderbolts movie that's coming out, and Lee Isaac Chung, who directed Minari, as well as Bryce Dallas Howard, because <laughs> she's apparently just in tow for all of the Star Wars <laughs> television shows <laughs> from now on. And then um, they got you know more information about a, a new and final season of The Bad Batch, more information about Andor Season 2 with all the time jumping that is going to be going on 
in that series. Kirk, any of that stuff that you are keeping a close eye on and, and getting super hyped for? I'm excited for all of it. I think I'm a little bit farther away from the animated side of things just because uh, that's just something that just doesn't draw me in as much. Right. But I, I'm excited about the casting news for Thrawn. I'm excited that these things exist because I know that there is a huge market, yeah. huge for animated. But uh, everything else is just exciting to me. I don't have a single bad piece of news that I've heard yet. Yeah, I'm starting to get pretty hyped for Skeleton Crew, man. I, you yeah. know, they, oh yeah, the other thing was that they announced that Carrie Condon would be starring in that series alongside Jude Law, you know, Academy Award nominee Carrie Condon from uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. That's exciting. That cast is is coming together nicely. The director's list is all star. I mean, the Daniels, David Lowry, Lee Isaac Chung, um, amazing, amazing directors there, and just seems like it's going to be a ton of fun, honestly. It's finally that Star Wars has got their the right head on their shoulders. Kathleen Kennedy has eaten and killed and fired a hundred different people that she wanted <laughs> to, and now she is the dictator she always wanted to be, which is fine if the movies come out on the at the right tone at the right speed. Yeah, I think that um, you know I'm fine. I, I I I echo that. I feel like I'm fine with them taking their time if it's done right. You know, if they yeah. say. If they take forever long to make movies, but the movies they make are bangers, then by all means, you know, I'm not in any hurry. <laughs> as long as it like all flows together and works the way that they envision and, and they exhibit a clear vision and they execute well, then by all means, release them in 2027. I don't care. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Lots of exciting stuff going on. Um and be sure to share your thoughts with us. If you were watching like we were watching along all the Star Wars celebration stuff that was coming along the ticker, be sure to share it. We have a, a Discord server you can go share thoughts with us on anytime. And, of course, tons of social media posts. We'll be posting more about Star Wars if you are only listening to this episode because it had Star Wars in the title. Uh, don't worry. We talk a lot about Star Wars. We are Star Wars fans. And... I'm going to make Kirk watch the animated Star Wars stuff because I'm at least going to make Kirk watch Star Wars Visions. And here's my pitch, Kirk. Okay, okay. They're shorts, and each one is self-contained. So you can just kind of nibble on it little by little. You don't have to worry about um, the storyline continuing or paying attention to everything going on. They're all just little individual shorts. They're all done by different studios, and they're super fun. And season two of Star Wars Visions is coming out, and they just released... uh, Images today that Ardman, the studio behind Chicken Run, and of oh. course Wallace and Gromit is doing a short, and it's all stop motion clay claymation uh, or stop motion claymation animation, and it looks incredible. So you have to get caught up just for that, if nothing else. I mean, you can try to clockwork orange me and force <laughs> me to watch these. I will. I will. I will do it. That's the only way it happens. <laughs> hey, by all means, I'm just gonna like. Uh, step outside your house and airplay it to your TV. <laughs> I'm just going to get on your Wi-Fi network and you're going to be like, wait, what's happening? Who's taking over? And it's going to be me just like sitting outside in the rain, like in a bush, <laughs> putting on Star Wars visions. <laughs> That's what's going to yes, be. please, please. <laughs> so, good luck. You cannot escape. I know where you live. Uh, it's, oh. it's going to happen. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> with the creepy stalking vision of me in your heads, we will leave you. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for uh, being interested in star Wars news. I, I I hope that 
there are still lots of Star Wars fans out there. I think there are. Um, and I'm excited to see what's coming down the pike. But we will uh, leave you, as we always do, with a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as music from his band, Rhetoric. He created all our, our original music. You can find it anywhere you listen to music. And we will see you next week. Talk to you then.